Hey, if you're not going to hit home runs, doubles, or triples, then get a bunch of base hits. The White Sox did exactly that. They had 12 singles and beat the Baltimore Orioles 5-3 Wednesday night. Lucas Giolito was a completely different pitcher, and it was a welcome change. Can the White Sox win a series and bring some momentum back to the south side? You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Lockdown White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Morawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. The 2023 White Sox schedule has dropped. Start the planning Lucas Giolito was a mess the last time he took the mound, but Wednesday was a different story. And it was singles night at Oriole Park in Camden Yards for the White Sox. State of our White Sox, 63-61. and They are four games back in the AL Central, uh, chasing, of course, the Cleveland Guardians. There are 38 games left uh, in the season. White Sox took care of business Wednesday night, beating the Orioles 5-3. to three. Uh, The series is now tied, and the finale is tonight at 6.05 p.m. Central Standard Time. Hey, let's talk about offense first. Uh, everybody's talking about it. What is going on with this team? Uh, they're getting a lot of hits, but they're not able to score runs. There's been a power outage. Uh, there hasn't been consistency. Are the are the Sox pressing? Are they trying uh, too hard to change things uh, with one swing or in one game? Uh, it was frustrating, but they got the job done. We're going to break it down. Uh, there was no Aloy Jimenez in the lineup on Wednesday. He, of course, uh, was hit by that 102-mile-per-hour fastball on his left elbow a Tuesday night. He did have padding there, uh, but he was out. And uh, Tony LaRusa said he'll probably be in the lineup on Thursday. Uh, Luis Robert, hot hitter for the White Sox, coming into the game, 13 game hitting streak, slashing 418, 467, uh, 655 with two home runs and 10 RBIs. Uh, this is what Tony LaRusa had said on the lack of run production with runners in scoring position. They start pressing, LaRusa said. They try to force it. You can't force it in this game. Just get a good pitch to hit, put a good swing to it. Human nature is you want to force it, and all of a sudden, uh, stuff starts to fall in, and everybody starts to relax a little bit. 
true for hitters. Uh, well, the Sox, they definitely got their hits in on Wednesday night. That's for sure. Uh, first inning after an A.J. Pollock flyout. Uh, Andrew Vaughn with a single. Uh, Robert walked. So you got two men on. Only one out for August Abreu. He shoots one a right field. Third base coach Joe McEwing somehow controlled himself and held Andrew Vaughn up at third. Uh, so you've got hometown boy Gavin Sheets. He rips one up the middle. Two runs score. Wow. The Chicago White Sox scored runs with the bases loaded quickly like Tuesday night. It's 2 nothing uh, White Sox. Second inning, Romy Gonzalez getting some playing time. He led off with a single, fourth single for the White Sox, uh, but he was stranded. A third inning, aside from the second hit of the game for Gavin Sheets, Sox went quietly in that inning. Just two hits since that explosion of offense in the first inning. Sox still looking for their first extra base hit in the fourth. Uh, didn't happen there. Not much doing in the fifth inning either for our Chicago White Sox. Abreu was hit by a pitch. Uh, on his left elbow. He doesn't wear any padding, of course. Uh, sixth inning, Lucas Giolito had been pitching very well, and it would be nice for the offense to give him a few extra runs of support. Uh, wasn't happening quite yet. Uh, seventh inning, Baltimore finally goes to their bullpen. Right-hand pitcher Baker in the game. Uh, Sox were clinging to a one-run lead at this point. Uh, a leadoff walk from Zavala uh, and a one-out walk for Andrew Vaughn. Uh, then Luis Robert is up with two on, smashes a line drive just past, past the shortstop. His hit streak continues. Uh, Zavala didn't score. Uh, looked like he was kind of deer in headlights, stuck, uh, kind of going back to second, and then was late to make the break to third. So you got the sacks uh, packed with white sacks for Jose Abreu, only one out, and Abreu swung at a couple of pitches that were definitely out of the zone, and he struck out. Talk about pressing. Uh, you can see some of those moments when there are runners in scoring position, especially bases loaded, and Abreu has been up. I feel like any pitch that's thrown, he has it in his mind that he is going to try to connect. Uh, it didn't work out for him there. Uh, Baltimore went to the pen once again, brought in a left-handed pitcher to face lefty hometown hero, Gavin Sheets. Uh, he hit a ground ball to shortstop, and instead of getting a force at third, uh, he went to first base, and Sheets was safe. Uh, White Sox score a big run there, 3-1 Sox. Uh, Mancata could really make it hurt in this situation as bases are loaded with two outs, uh, but Yoan Mancata grounded out uh, to end the inning. Uh, eighth inning, some more offense for the White Sox. Elvis Andrews uh, led off with a hit. Uh, could definitely use an insurance run here. Romy Gonzalez followed suit. So Sox had runners at the corners with nobody out. A wild pitch offense, and the Sox got another important run. 4-1 Sox. Uh, Sebi Zavala keeps things going with a base hit. And then A.J. Pollock continues the parade. 5-1 uh, Sox. Uh, despite a couple walks in the ninth, uh, that is how uh, things stayed for the offense. 
Uh, Sacks offense, five runs, 12 hits, all of them singles, six walks in the game. Three of them were from Sevi Zavala. Uh, Sacks struck out eight times and were seven for 17 with runners in scoring position. They left 14 runners on. Uh, Hometown hero Gavin Sheets was three for five. He's had a really nice series. Lucas Giolito, he went twice as long as he did the last time he started. I'm going to tell you what made the difference. More on that in a moment. So you're hanging out with some friends and putting a few drinks back. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Lucas Giolito was a mess uh, the last time we saw him on the mound. That, of course, was the series finale against Houston Uh, Giolito's last outing, three innings, eight hits, seven earned runs, a walk, five strikeouts, and a home run. Uh, He was middle-middle on a lot of stuff, 92, 93 miles per hour, and he got hit all over the place. A much different story, thankfully, on Wednesday night. Uh, In the first inning, Giolito, much like Cease on Tuesday, he had a two-run cushion to start things out. Uh, How will Giolito respond? Uh, Let off with a single by Mullins, but then a very bad base running mistake uh, by Mullins. He got doubled up on an infield fly ball, so two outs. And uh, Stone is talking about Lucas Giolito wants to use that changeup outside, fluttering outside, especially to left-handed hitters. Uh, Then that fastball has to come inside, and he was definitely doing that. Got Santander uh, to strike out. A pretty easy uh, first inning, 14 pitches. Second inning, Mountcastle leading off the inning. He did damage on Tuesday night with that big three-run home run. Uh, Giolito got him to strike out with a changeup. That's a good sign. Uh, That was working well for him. Giolito, 94 miles per hour on the corners, much different than that 93 down the middle we saw last week. Uh, Giolito's pace was quicker, something that Stone said needed to happen in the pregame, and Giolito had another strikeout uh, with a slider in the second and a flyout to right field, a very efficient 1-2-3 inning, much different when he is in a groove, getting the ball, getting the sign, and getting to it, not a lot of walking around, not a lot of frustration, uh, got into a rhythm, which was nice to see. Third inning, lots of movement on the changeup. 
Uh, issued a two-out walk, and now had to face the top of the order with Mullins, but got him to ground out, no damage done there. After three innings, again, this is about where he went uh, in the Houston start last time we saw Giolito. After three innings, uh, Lucas only one hit, zero earned runs, a walk, uh, three strikeouts, much different than his previous outing. Uh, fourth inning, uh, Rutschman with a double to lead things off. He crushed a 3-0 pitch off the right field wall. A Baltimore sack fly uh, got Rutschman to third. Baltimore seems to be seeing Giolito a little bit better in this inning. RBI ground out for Mountcastle. Elvis might have wanted to come home with that ground ball, but Zavala was kind of already uh, heading up the first baseline, and no one was at the plate to receive that. So it's 2-1. Uh, White Sox at that point. Fifth inning, 56 pitches on the arm uh, for Giolito as he starts the inning. It's a 1-2-3 inning. Uh, sixth, Mullins with a hustle double. Pretty much ran on Pollock. You know, it continues to be impressive how teams uh, like Cleveland in the previous series and Baltimore, they go 100% out of the box, uh, already trying, already anticipating that this could be a double and they're able to make things happen. So Baltimore has a man on second with only one out. Can they do what the Sox continually struggle to do? Uh, there's a ground out, gets Mullins to third. So two outs for Santander, uh, and he gets him to pop out. End of threat. Sox hold on to that one-run lead. Seventh inning, Giolito still in there. He's got 79 pitches entering some rare waters here. Giolito does not see the seventh inning very often. A full count to Mountcastle serves up a 94 miles per hour fastball right down the middle, and that's hit through the infield for a base hit. Ethan Katz with a mound visit. Giolito's starting to look a little tired, a little gassed. Uh, Graveman starts warming up at this point. Again, it's only a two-run lead for the Sox here. One on and one out. Giolito nipping at the corners, and he issued a walk. Tony LaRusa comes out to get him. Giolito not happy at all that he had to leave under those terms. But Kendall Graveman uh, walks the first batter he faced after four pitches. Bases loaded, one out for Baltimore. And then an amazing defensive play by Yoan Mankata, an acrobatic stab. Mankata steps on the bag for the force and manages to get the ball to first for the double play. End of threat. Mercy, there have been some misses. Uh, not many, but there have been some misses. However, Yoan Mankata needs to be in the conversation uh, for a gold glove. Uh, he does not bring his offensive struggles out to the field. We've talked about it time and time again. Uh, he had a nice game defensively Wednesday night. Giolito's final line, six and a third innings pitched, four hits, one earned run, Two walks, three strikeouts, zero home runs. He's got his ERA at 5.14 through 93 pitches. Eighth inning, Graven was still in the game. No damage done there. And then Liam Hendricks came in the ninth. It was a 5-1 game at this point. It's been some time since Liam pitched. Uh, he got a strikeout quickly. And then there was a base hit. And then there was a two-run home run by Hayes, 5-3 Sox. Hendricks battled back to get a second strikeout of the inning. 
one out to go, then a fly out to Mankata to end things and wrap up the win. That seems to be the way things go sometimes for Hendricks. Uh, when it is not a, a crucial situation and he hasn't pitched in a while, uh, he's known to give up that long ball. But all's well that ends well. Uh, White Sox play every team next year. I'm going to tell you why the home opener will be a cold, bizarre experience. Uh, more on that in a moment. So the 2023 schedule is out. It dropped uh, Wednesday morning. I'm sure you've taken a look at this. Poured over uh, all of the different uh, home and away opportunities where the Sox may be traveling. Uh, again, this is a very uh, different type of schedule. Uh, normally, you know, every year the, the Sox play uh, one uh, division, one National League division, I should say, uh, on the road. And it kind of rotates around. And, and you know, if you miss that opportunity, you might have to wait uh, six to eight years before you get that chance uh, to go visit that team or, or see the Sox in a different city that you've been waiting for. It's going to change. And uh, the Sox playing everybody, uh, of course, uh, you know, it's going to be, you know, different on how it's structured. You will see uh, the Sox play every single team in 2023. Uh, Thursday, March 30th is opening day in Houston. Uh, an odd spot. Usually, uh, you'll see the Sox, uh, you know, sometimes on the West Coast, uh, Oakland or L.A., uh, a lot of Kansas City home openers, uh, but starting in Houston on March 30th. And then the White Sox home opener is Monday, April 3rd against the San Francisco Giants. Uh, that is going to be a cold and a very odd game. The San Francisco Giants, again, normally an AL Central opponent, uh, sat through a lot of uh, Detroit Royals home openers shivering uh, as the Sox play through a flurry. So it's going to be a weird experience, but uh, a cool uh, opportunity to, to hit the road and see the White Sox in some, especially some National League parks. It usually doesn't happen that way. Uh, I've seen the Sox and I believe it's 19 stadiums now. Uh, and I was going over the schedule and a couple notable trips uh, here, are, here are the national, here are the road trips, uh, the National League road trips. They're always playing the American League on the road. Uh, you might have had that opportunity, but the National League stadiums, that's been rare. So you're, uh, you got a Pittsburgh trip in 2023. Uh, Sox will be in Cincinnati. Uh, they'll be in Los Angeles to play the Dodgers. Uh, Atlanta, uh, New York to play the Mets, Colorado. And then Washington, D.C. So I'm looking at that schedule right now, and I really like that Atlanta trip. That is mid-July, uh, just after the All-Star break. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then that September trip, I think it's midweek, but uh, in D.C. I'd like to get out there to see the Sox in Washington. Uh, divisional games are drastically reduced as every team will play every team. So take a look at that 2023 schedule. I'm sure we'll be talking more about it here on Lockdown Sox, uh, but uh, kind of interesting, released already. Uh, but first things first, the White Sox 
Uh, they go for the series win on Thursday night as they send Lance Lynn to the mound. Every game matters right now. Uh, it is like the playoffs. Uh, with Cleveland continuing to win, the White Sox need to follow suit. Hey, thanks for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks for making Locked On White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I will recap Lance Lynn's outing. Hopefully, be talking about a White Sox winner and a series win. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.